Good evening, everyone. Can you hear me? Okay. For those of you who thought uh, you'd be coming here tonight and hearing an inspiring message from Pastor Rob <laughs> or Pastor James, sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> but we're here, and I'm really excited about sharing what uh, God's put on my heart about Thanksgiving. Um, I didn't tell the pastors I was going to do this, but could I just start out with a couple of really bad Thanksgiving jokes? Okay, what, what do you call a turkey the day after Thanksgiving? Lucky. <laughs> what did the turkey say to the president? Pardon me. <laughs> okay, one more. What happened to the turkey that got into a fight? He got the stuffing knocked out of him. <laughs> okay, that's it, that's it. <laughs> Thank you. No, seriously, I am really happy to be able to share with you what, um, you know, what God has put in my heart about, about Thanksgiving. And you know, this is a time of year that um, is just so special. We get to get together and have all this delicious food and be with those we love and family. Um, it's just such a wonderful time. And you know, I, was, I was just thinking tonight, looking out o- over here, it's nice to have both services together you know, tonight. And it, and it really does feel like a family. Um, I've been to other churches before, but I feel like this church really is a family, and uh, I really appreciate all, appreciate all of you. So uh, with that said, um, so we're here for Thanksgiving, but after the holiday fades away, come Monday morning, you know, that, that spirit, that feeling of Thanksgiving, how easily it just starts to kind of fade away. Um, it's, it's, it's nice to be around everyone and such, but by Monday morning, we're back into the grind of life, and the whole idea of being thankful and thanking God for things quickly fades away. So tonight, I wanted to share with you a few scriptures about uh, what's on God's heart for, for thankfulness. Uh, so the first, the first scripture is in um, Thessalonians, Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. And it says, Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So this passage is pretty clear. You know, a lot of passages you have to kind of really dig in to say, what does that really mean? I mean, it's very clear here what God wants from us, what he says in this scripture. But then you ask yourself, it says be thankful in all circumstances. And you ask yourself, but what about when I lose my job? What about when I, you know, find out that a loved one is is sick, very sick? What do I do when I get a call from the doctor and it's not the news I wanted to hear about? What do I do when my child has kind of gone down a path I'm not happy about? Um, You know, God wants us to be thankful in all circumstances. Um, You know, does God want us to just try to kind of come up with a uh, positive thinking, you know, to, to put those thoughts aside, the, the struggles, and just, just be thankful, just conjure up thankfulness? Um, what, I, what I thought of was that, uh, does God want us to have an akuna matata type of philosophy? 
in, uh, in the, the Lion King, the, the, the song Akuna Matata says, one of wonderful phrase, Akuna Matata ain't no passing craze. It means no worries for all the rest of your days. It's a problem-free philosophy. Is that what God's wanting us to have, like an Akuna Matata mentality? I don't think so. He's not asking us to be mindless. God wants us to be thankful, and there's a reason why. And that's what I want to share with you tonight. The scripture is why we can be thankful all the time through the trial, the ups and downs of life. So the title of this, this, this Devo tonight, this devotion is, what is the source of our thankfulness? So I want to share with you two sources of thankfulness. Um, the one, the first one is realizing what God is doing in my life. And the second one is what has God done? So to start out with the first uh, section is what is God doing in and through my life? Pardon me for a second. And the verse I want to share is that from Romans 8, 28 and 29, and it says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be first the firstborn among many brothers. You know, many of, many of us know that uh, verse 28, how God, God works all things for the good, uh, but it's verse 29 that that explains what the good is that God is referring to. God works things out in our life for the good, but what is the good? And it says it tells us in verse 29, God's good work in us is to make us more like his son, become like his son, Jesus. You know, so, so in that, that verse, it, you know, what God is trying to do in our lives is make us more like his son, Jesus. So that's the best thing he can be doing in our lives. So, well, how does God do that? A lot of times it's through trials. And a lot of times it's through difficulties and discouragements and disappointments. Um, you know, for me personally, when I've gone through, I can think of one time when I went through a job loss where I had five, I had, I had five children, had a family to support, and a job was, was not working out for me. And uh, I found myself without a job to support a family. And... Uh, you know, during that time, I would say it was probably one of the richest times I've had with, with God. God used that really difficult time in my life really to bring me, put me on my knees to where I just needed to trust him for everything. So in my own personal life, I know that God uses trials to bring me closer to him, that, that verse 29, to, to become more like his son, more dependent on him. Um. The verse that I clung to during that time was Deuteronomy 31.8, and it says, It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. That idea that God is going before us, he's always, you know, I really sensed God like clearing the path for me every day. Like he was out there, and then I was just following him, and it was, it was great. Um, many of us know author, author and pastor Tim Keller, who recently passed away, um, from pancreatic cancer, uh, and I heard an a interview with him while he, while he had his cancer, um, and, the, and, and in, the, in the interview, they said, what, you know, what, what is this like for you? What, you, know, you know, how is this dealing with this? And what he said was, um, my wife and I would never want to go back to the kind of prayer life and spiritual life 
that we had before the cancer. Never. The way you look at your time, the way you look at God, the way you look at your spouse, the way you look at everything just changes when you actually realize time is limited and I am mortal. So, you know, that whole idea that when, when, when we're faced with our mortality, uh, it's when we, we, we know that that spiritual life is strong, is the strongest. So that's the first source. God is at work in our lives, and we can be thankful because whether it's the peak or the valley, he's there. He's with us. And so the second point, second source of our thankfulness uh, is focusing on what God has done. Uh, so what God has done is the gospel, is the good news. Um, the good news of what God has done through Jesus Christ. And the verse uh, I'd like to share is Titus 3, 3 through 5. This is Paul's instruction to Titus as he's leading the church in Crete. Once you too were foolish and disobedient, you were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy, and we hated each other. But when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, verse 5, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. And the key verse, the phrase there that I focus on is not because of righteous things we have done, but by, but by God's mercy. And so we can be thankful because of God's mercy. That never changes. We don't, you know, the, the, the older I get, the more I realize how far I miss the mark from God's standard. And the more I'm thankful for his mercy. Um, it's not because of righteous things we do. None of us could ever do enough good things to earn, earn our salvation. Um, I can't rescue enough dogs to get myself into heaven. I can't recycle perfectly to earn my way into heaven. You know, I'm not a good person. Um, and I know that. I know that what God has done for me on the cross, I did not deserve it. So those are the two sources I wanted to share with you tonight. You know, that first one is that God is working. He's always at work making us into the image of his son. And that what God has done, we can always focus on what he's done for us, the undeserved mercy that he gave us on the cross. So I think I went pretty, pretty quick on my time, but anyway... And um, so my encouragement to you all is, um, in the middle of any discouragement or any di difficult circumstance, you know, that isn't going well, we can still be thankful, you know, because God is at work in our lives. He's making us into the image of his son, and he saved us by his mercy. Those are things that can never be, be changed, and they really don't depend on on anything else in life, whether things are going terrible or, or great, we can always lean on those two things. That's good news for everyone. So be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you.